This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The tastier than the gossip deal. Oh, girl, it is really early. Girl. Oh, you brought McDonald's? It's like that? Girl. Look at this spread. Mm-mm, I can't wait to hear this. Girl. There's a deal for every juicy story at McDonald's. Now you'll have more to share when you wake up with two irresistibly delicious sausage McMuffin with egg for just five bucks. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Welcome to Cottage Talk. I am Russ Goldman, and joining me today is Claire Parrish, who's a phone supporter, and she will be among many who will be walking as part of London Calling Com on Sunday from Stanford Bridge to Craven Cottage before the match to support Com, which stands for the Campaign Against Living Miserably. We will be talking about the walk and what it means to Claire to support this cause. I will also ask her her thoughts on foam as well. I look forward to talking with my guests, but before I do anything else, I have to welcome Claire to the show. Claire, welcome to Cottage Talk. Thank you, Russ. It's great having you on, my friend. I look forward to talking to you about Fulham and also about Calm. Obviously, we're going to be talking about the walk that happens on Sunday. We're recording this on Saturday, but let's start from the beginning because I want to talk about you and Fulham. Talk about your relationship with the club, how it began. How did you become a foam supporter? Wow. Well, this is going to sort of reveal my my age, which I'm not keen on. I've been 28 years old for many a year now, Ross. <laughs> um, 1995, that's my, that was my first first game at Craven Cottage and my dad was a little bit old-fashioned back then and he didn't believe that football was any place for girls and he never wanted me to go. He used to be a um, steward 
in the Riverside End and then ended up being a steward in the players lounge area. Um, And he did that for many years. And he did that because when me and my twin brother were young, um, he couldn't afford a season ticket. Mum and dad didn't have like heaps of money. Mum worked on a Saturday. And when dad used to steward at Craven Cottage, he used to take us round to my nan's who lives in Fulham. But we're, my dad's family are all born and bred Fulham. Um, my nan and granddad at the time, my granddad passed a few years back now, but um, nan and granddad have lived in Fulham all their lives practically. And um, yeah, so one day I was, what was I, 14. And uh, granddad was getting ready to go to football and I was staying in with Nan. And just as he was going out the door, I said, I want to come. <laughs> and it was uh, one of those kids for a quid days. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, all right then, come on. We just won't tell your dad. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I went and that was it. It just been going ever since just loved it just absolutely loved it and I say I always say Fulham is my first love obviously having a child they become your most important love but Fulham will always be my first as in it was the first thing I really fell in love with um and now I'm so fortunate that I get to share it with Felicity because I never forced her to come. She asked to come and I went, yeah, all right. If you don't like it, fair enough. And she just wanted a season ticket pretty much at half time. She was like, let's get one of those ticket things granddad has, mama. (laughs) I was like, yeah, all right. And I am. I'm so lucky I get to share, share it all with, with, with the person I love most in the world. It is, it's really wonderful and I really love it, but I didn't force her into it. (laughs) A lot of people (laughs) think I did and I promise I didn't. (laughs) Well, that's great, Claire, honestly, because uh, I've seen the pictures on, uh, that you tweet out. We follow each other on Twitter. So I get to see all the pictures of you and your daughter. I think they're wonderful. Like I said, to have that bond, that relationship. And it came, honestly, that she, basically become a full supporter on herself. This is yeah. something that really took to her. And uh, it really is a, a special thing that you can share that with her. And like you said, you are a full family and, and that's a special thing. So that, that's yeah. one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on is to talk about that because I like talking to foam supporters and learning their stories and sharing it with other foam supporters because everyone has a story. Everyone yeah. has a, a way of connecting Fulham's in your blood. Fulham's in my blood. It, it took place much later in life for me. Uh, I don't yeah. want to tell you my age, but uh, it happened actually in 2007, if you're not aware of that. So that's the great escape season. That's when it took place yeah. for me. So everyone has their own story. So thank you for sharing yours, Claire. Let's now talk about calm and let's remind everyone because Lee Adams has been on the show a few times. We talked about Calm the campaign against living miserably. So just share with me your thoughts on Calm and then we'll talk about your journey with Calm. Yeah. Well, it's funny actually, because going for my run earlier, I wear, I always try and wear my Calm vest for two reasons. First of all, I just think anytime you can get that message out there, 
I try and do that. And I think going around the streets running is a really great time to sort of wear a bright orange vest because people do tend to notice Sticks you. Out. Yeah, you know, from from a safety point of view, but also from a point of view that people, <laughs> like Felicity said to me earlier, people keep staring at your vest, Mama. And I said that that's a really good thing, please, because that might mean that someone might go home and Google it. Hey, what's that's that? Right. I've never heard of that before. You know, they are, they're more well known, I think, than they were a few years ago, but they're certainly not, you know, what I would call a mainstream charity. They don't... Sure you know, people don't recognise them as easily as they might recognise like one of the big sort of cancer charities or something, something like that. You know, I mean, all these charities are so worthy for their own reasons. I'm not saying that one is worth more worthy than the other, but, you know, there's certain charities that are able to fund a lot of um, advertising and, you know, big billboards and stuff like that. Come don't have that sort of revenue um and that's kind of what I like about them as well is the money they spend is not spent on throwing junk mail through people's front doors all the time and things like that um that's one of my pet hates about certain charities you know you think how much money is this costing you to throw this junk through my front door every week (laughs) you know comes a charity that really does spend its money on what they want to spend it on which is preventing male suicide and supporting men to talk and to know that they're not alone and and you know there are people out there to help and to listen and um you know that's amazing that it's just an incredible charity to support and I've met some wonderful people supporting it some really incredible people it's it's been it's been a great part of my life for the last you know year and a half or whatever it's been now it's it's great really great I think that's great that you know and again you've uh, met so many people through these walks with calm but I'm glad that you actually wore what you wore because it is about creating awareness yeah putting that on you know and someone sees it like you says and googles it can make a difference in someone's life walking makes a difference in someone's life if someone sees you all walking they start having potentially a conversation about it or they look up information on it it might reach someone so the fact that you're doing this lee adams and everyone involved uh and i've said this before i've tweeted this out you guys are heroes to me because you're doing this to help others and uh that's what's wonderful about any charity, but what I really like about Calm is is that it, it again, what it really does for everyone, it, it the awareness to talk about a a real problem and the help that it can give. So I'm happy to talk about it whenever we can. And so that's one of the reasons why I wanted you on, Claire, was talk about that. Talk a little bit about your journey. You talked about the fact that you've been uh, involved for about a year and a half. Let's talk about some of the walks that you've done. Let's talk about this season. I want to leave the big walk last season next, but let's just yeah. talk about this season and your experiences with these walks with uh, London Calling Calm. Yeah. Um, so I, th- I think it was Lee's idea. It was most likely Lee's idea. He suggested instead of doing one massive big walk, let's do smaller walks to enable 
more people to join us you know people who might not be up for walking 40 miles might perhaps be able to walk a mile and a half over the road to Stamford Bridge etc or right. might be able to do eight miles to I don't know North London or wherever we've been um it's been great and you know what I've noticed which is lovely as well is we've got more families walking with us so we've got um we've got Ali and her young son I think Nathan he's oh gosh must be about 12 years old and he's the kind of kids that we want to you know we we want them to know you're allowed to be vulnerable you're a boy you're allowed to be vulnerable you don't need to you know that awful saying man up you don't need to be a man whatever that means anyway right. you know and for him you know for, for a 12 year old lad just to be comfortable you know doing this walk and hopefully even maybe talking to his mates about what he's doing at the weekend oh I'm walking for calm what's calm these you know we're sowing seeds here as well and we've got Lynn and her mum Val who's amazing Val's in her 70s she walks with us Lynn's daughter Hannah she's um an older teenager she walks with us as well um Fliss obviously walks with me so we've got I think we've got Dale Fitzwater walking with us tomorrow and his daughter she's about six is coming um so we're getting a lot more kids and families involved as well because you know calm is essentially a charity for men but it's by no means only for men because you don't get many men who don't know women you know and, absolutely you know the, the women can go to calm and get advice you know if if some if someone's wife or son or um sorry someone's husband or, or son or nephew was having problems need and they needed some guidance a, a woman can call calm too which I think people don't often realize um but yeah you know their phone lines are open for anyone anybody can call and say that they're concerned about a, a, a male loved one um it's certainly not just men calling the phone line um which I think is an important message as well sure um I've um, told quite a few people this fact and they have utilized the phone line since um, for loved ones so it's it's great it's really good and like I say to have the younger kids walking with us it's just sowing those seeds you know and and letting them know that what's that saying it's okay not to be okay and we're exactly. all in it together you know we're all we are and we are all in it together we all support each other we all message each other outside of the walks and ask how we each other are doing and it's lovely it's really lovely that's great claire and again you've really uh shown what calm is all about because we're talking about male suicide but it's not just about the person calling it could be about the friend it could be yeah. about the family there are a lot of people that are affected sure. by people that have these issues and uh, we want them to get the help, but we also want the family to help out if they can as well. And, uh, yeah. you know, because it's all about helping each other out. And that's, what's wonderful is that that's to me, what this charity epitomizes helping others, helping everyone, you know, not just being aware, but help them get through the difficult times because we are one huge family. So yeah. that's what I get out of uh, calm. So uh, I'm glad that we, have a chance again once again on cottage talk to talk about this and um let's talk about what happened last season because we was on the show and like i said we've been on a few times 
And when I first heard that he was planning on doing this walk, I, I just thought, what is he doing? <laughs> Not that he can't do it, but it was so ambitious. And mm. deciding to walk all the way to Birmingham for the match, I thought was, I could not believe that he was going to do it. And then others did it. Claire, you did this walk. We have to talk about the walk to Birmingham and what you got out of it, because it's an amazing accomplishment. The awareness that all of you must have created had to have been incredible. So I'm curious what you personally got out of it. Yeah, I think I think that's it. And, you know, that's a good question. What did you get out of it? Because no one does anything unless they're going to, you know, get something out of it themselves. You know, whether it's just that nice, fuzzy feeling you get when you do something good or whatever it is. And, you know, for me, I, I was I, I'd seen about the walk um, just around Christmas. So what was it? 2018. So Christmas 2017, I'd seen about the walk. And I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. Good for them. And then um, after Christmas, you know what it's like in January, you're a bit bored. Yep. <laughs> and you think, oh, I could do with a project. And um, I, I um, so I messaged Lee and I said, look, I, I probably wouldn't be able to walk with you because, you know, I'm a single parent and it's difficult balancing that without trying to fit a flipping walk into Birmingham at the same time. But if I can help out with any sort of admin or anything, you know, just just let me know. I'd be happy to help. And then I thought about it a couple of weeks later and I was like, you know what? Sod it. I want to do this walk. This sounds good. Um, So I did. And the reason I did it was because at the time I was working uh, for an engineering company where you're looking at the workforce was about 95 percent male. Um, And I was a mental health first aider at work. Um, and I used to get a lot of chaps coming to me with various issues, you know, minor ones sometimes, sometimes quite severe. I had some chaps come to me who had um, suicide attempts in the past um, who were going through some really crappy experiences either at work or at home. And, um, yeah, I just thought, you know what, these guys do need help. And that's kind of why I did it, because I was, you know, inspired by the chaps at work who were just crying out for someone to help them. And I said to them through Lee, I only found out about Calm through Lee and his tweets and stuff. So I said to the guys, a couple of them who were really struggling, I gave them the website and said, you know what, look into this, have a look at the website, phone the number and a couple of them did and and it really made a difference to them that's and great. yeah you know so that that's kind of why i wanted to support the charity because the charity has helped me in my capacity as a mental health first aider and obviously helped the people that i wanted to help at work so yeah i just thought you know what this is going to be fun and it was fun and it did raise an awful lot of awareness um and an awful lot of money for, for calm which was incredible the generosity of people was absolutely out of this world it was really overwhelming and we you know even now we're so grateful we've hit our target thanks to tony khan as well but we've hit our six thousand pound target on our just giving page at the moment yep. 
which is on our London Calling Calm Twitter page and also my it's it's on my Twitter page. I'm sh- probably sure it's on Lee's as well. Um, we've hit that target That's great. as well. So, you know, people have just been so supportive and so generous. And even if people can't walk with us, we've had a few people that have slipped as a fiver outside the grounds as well, outside yep. Stamford Bridge. Um, a one Fulham supporter, she, she slipped me a fiver as well outside and said, put it in the charity pot. You know, people are really generous, really generous. And we're so grateful for that. Really grateful. It's just been, been lovely. You know, sometimes you think, God, people are probably stick to the back teeth of hearing about it. But then, you know, someone will send you a tweet or, or see you outside the grounds and say, oh, I think it's great what you lot are doing. And, you know, it's it's nice to hear. It's nice to hear that people support you as well, you know? It is, Claire. You know, it, it's always nice that you are getting that feedback and yeah. people con- continuing helping out. And uh, you just need to keep going because uh, you're helping out so many and you never know who can be that next person. So, again, exactly. I'll say it one more time. You guys are just doing such wonderful work. And uh, I wish uh, – I was over there that I could go on one of these walks with you. I'm over here in America, but that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do some of these shows about commerce because I, I want to do my part. And if I can create some awareness on Cottage Talk, I want to do it. So that's one of the reasons why I wanted you on, Claire, was obviously to talk about com. And let's talk about the walk tomorrow. We are recording this on Saturday. There is a walk from Stanford Bridge to Craven Cottage before the match. I believe it, the walk begins at 1230. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. Okay. We'll meet at 1230. Okay. Usually we'll sort of get going just probably around 1245. We usually have a few um, cam- um, photo- photographs and things and then, uh, you know, wait for people to, to turn up. Usually Lee being late. <laughs> <laughs> And then, um, yeah, and, and then we'll go. But, you know, because it, we've left a lot of time to do this walk because we want people to feel like they can join. And if someone's quite, you know, not, not wanting to speed walk, if people want to speed walk, fine. But if people want to go at a more leisurely pace, then we've we've given, you know, two, two-ish hours to do it in. And, you know, it's obviously not a two-hour walk at all, but people can walk it in two hours if they want to so it is for everybody it really is um yeah it'll be good I think we've got I think about 15 to 20 people that I know of that have said they'll come we usually get a few people rock up at the last minute which is wonderful and that's another good thing about these walks is you can just get up in the morning and think oh, hey, yeah, you know what, I will walk with them, actually. (laughs) You know, it's not an invite-only thing or, or, you know, everyone's invited, everybody. If if I had it my way, I would have 500, 5,000 people walking with us. You know, everybody is welcome. It doesn't matter who you are, whether you support a football team or not. Even if you hate football, we don't care. We're all human and we all have the same problems in life from time to time. And that's what it's about. It's just coming together as humans. And it's not about the colour of the shirt you're wearing. We could, you know, if the Chelsea fans want to join us, great. When the Palace fans joined us the other week, it was absolutely fabulous. It's that not is about, great. Yeah. You know, it's not about the the um, 
the, the badge on the shirt you're wearing. It's just about being human and coming together. And um, yeah, so tomorrow should be good. Like I say, we've got about between 15 and 20 people who have said they'll come and hopefully more turn up tomorrow, tomorrow afternoon. I hope so, Claire. And I'll just say this one more time. If you're interested, meet up at Stanford Bridge. they're going to be starting the walk, so obviously get there a little bit earlier and join Claire, Lee Adams, and uh, the other people that will be walking for this wonderful cause to create awareness for Calm. This walk is part of London Calling Calm, so just uh, please, if you're interested, join my friend Claire here. The more the merrier for a walk to Craven Cottage from Stanford Bridge. All right, great stuff there. Claire, thank you so much for... uh, Give me your time to talk about calm, and but let's finish up because I want to talk more about foam with you because you are a foam supporter. I'm a foam supporter. We, I learned a little bit about your journey at the beginning. We have to talk about this season, what's <laughs> been going on with foam through your eyes. You are there often. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so let's talk about, first of all, let's just start just talk to me about this season for you. And uh, it's obviously been a major disappointment. And uh, how are you feeling about the season so far? And then we'll talk about what happened the last few days. Yeah. Oh, well, if we start back in August, um, you know, I thought I was one of the optimistic ones. But, you know, I'm always optimistic. <laughs> I was one of the optimistic Claire, I, ones. I predicted but... 10th, by the way. Just so oh, you know. do you know, I predicted 11th. <laughs> There you go. And, um, you know, lots of people did. I remember the polls at the beginning of the season. Uh, what, where do you think we'll finish? And there was a lot of polls, sort of 37, 42% of people were sort of saying, you know, between 10th and 15th sort of thing. And, you know, everyone was really quite positive. And I really don't think anybody really, I mean, nobody wants to think the worst is going to happen. <laughs> right. But I think, you know, no one really predicted it was going to be this awful and disjointed and unpredictable and, oh gosh, every, every negative word under the sun, <laughs> really. I mean, it's just been just been horrid hasn't it really yeah. let's face it it really has been horrid but like I said you know what if nothing else being a Fulham supporter certainly gives you something to talk about there's never a dull moment is there absolutely not Claire <laughs> and uh listen this has been a a tough ride this season sure and it's funny because I keep looking back at last season and just reminding myself that by the way I was at Wembley Stadium for the championship final. I have to remind myself a little bit about that because <laughs> like anything in in life, there are highs and lows, and we had that high at Wembley. Yeah. So there, there are good times and bad times, but what's great here and, and having you on and everyone else that's been on this show is that we're all Fulham supporters, everyone that's participated, unless you're a guest or a journalist representing another team or you know, you you are a foam supporter, and we live this. It's a part of us. Yeah. And we live through the all the ups and downs, the roller coaster ride, because that's what it is supporting foam. And I wouldn't have it any other way. Am I disappointed about this season? Absolutely. But what's funny about being a foam supporter? Because now we're going to talk about, in my mind, this is actually part of the roller coaster ride. Maybe a little way up. 
just maybe emotionally, mentally, was, again, Claudio Ranieri getting sacked. You know, again, we, you could think about Claudio. I think Claudio is a classy guy. I just don't think it worked. Mm. But Absolutely. There, I think there is a positive to come out of this situation. And I heard it in a press conference yesterday. And that was Scott Parker. He had just been appointed caretaker manager. And if you listen to him, and you listen to what he said, Claire, basically talking about how things have been disjointed, how he wants to connect the team with, with the fans again, yeah. and try to make sure that his players, I'm paraphrasing, give everything for those 90-plus minutes. That's the positivity I needed to hear. Yeah. I'm sure you wanted to hear as well going into this match against Chelsea. It's funny. I'm feeling completely different about this match after yeah. I heard the press conference. The words of Scott Parker, I don't feel as down as maybe I did three or four days ago. I'm feeling like I, I'm going to go watch this match and that my club is going to give everything that they can and let the results fall as they may. So I'm curious your thoughts about the appointment of Scott Parker and, and what it has meant for you because it, it's hit me. Yeah, to be honest, Ross, I think you've just – I just echo everything you've just said. I think – He's brought in exactly, almost exactly what you've just said. I would, I would, I've said it myself over the last couple of days. Um, he's someone who clearly loves being part of Fulham Football Club. You can see he has a connection with the players. You can see that. But what I, I said to, I don't know if I said it in a tweet or if I said it in a private message to a friend, yeah. but what I said was, you know what, if nothing else, Russ, what he has learnt is how not to do things. And I think that's a great lesson too, you know? That's a good point. Um, yeah. And, you know, I think he's seen some real horrors this season. He knows, right, okay, you know, that's awful. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and I think that's great. And, you know, I saw in the press conference as well, he said that Sir Alex Ferguson messaged him some words of wisdom. He's, he's for someone who's not even, um, who's not even, Daddy, for, for someone who's not even um, a manager yet. No, he's, he's a caretaker manager a to get that message, respect. I know. Yeah, you know, he's obviously got a lot of respect in the profession already. Um, you know, so I, I think it's really positive. I really do. I think I'm absolutely buzzing. I'm buzzing for tomorrow. That's great to hear. I can't tell you how buzzing I am. <laughs> well, honestly, Claire, uh, I'm happy for you because it's been such a bad season. And these last 10 matches, the way that I look at it, enjoy them. Because uh, yeah, more than likely, sure. film are, are going to be relegated. You said to me off here, 4%. I, I'll take your 4% that we stay up, okay? But more than <laughs> likely, they're going to get relegated. So enjoy this time back in the Premier League. And make the most of it. I'm talking about the players, Scott Parker, yeah. the staff, and, of course, the fans. Make the most of it. Exactly. Enjoy it. And uh, that's exactly. what I'm looking for in these last 10 matches. And, and, listen, I was given another boost by Stuart Ray returning to the club. And Stuart yes. Ray, I, I actually tweeted it out. I know you retweeted this. And I basically was saying, listen, th this guy is a coach. He's not a miracle worker. But I do know that. In his time with Fulham, Fulham's defense was pretty decent. And I'm not saying that he can just flip the switch and, and get through to these players, but I just think it's only a positive 
having him back involved. And that gave me a lift as well, Claire. Yeah. So I have a lot of positive energy going into this match. I'm expecting them to lose, but I'm looking at this more. I just want to see my team give it everything that they can. Exactly. That's it. That's all we can ask for now. And you're right. As long as that happens, I think everyone can walk out of Craven Cottage tomorrow with a smile on their face, regardless of the score. As long as right. we leave our blood, sweat and tears on that pitch, no one can exactly. complain about anything else that happens. Exactly. And that's, you know, and again, watching the press conference and listening to the words of Scott Parker, he recognizes that there is this disconnect and he's trying yeah. to reconnect it. And uh, sure. something tells me he will get that done. And that at this point, I want to see that. And that would make me yeah. happy regardless of the result. Because it's funny because I've seen teams of that I support in other sports and they might lose, but I really get down when they're when I don't feel that they've given it everything that they can. When they exactly. have and they've lost, it's okay to me because I know that they couldn't have done more. They were just beaten by the better team. Chelsea's the better team. They are the more talented team. So a full lose, there's no embarrassment to lose to Chelsea. But no. as long as you give it everything that you can, that's all I want. You know, if you give it a maximum effort – and put it all out there, and we can see it, I'm talking about the fans, then I can live w with a loss. I totally can live with it. So that's what I'm hoping to see tomorrow, and I hope you see as well, Claire. Listen, thank you so much for joining me today. I, I really appreciate you spending some time with me to talk about Calm and also talk about yourself. Thank you, Claire. Thank you, Russ. Um, it's been a while coming, hasn't it? Because we wanted to do this in December, but I that's feel right. like – this is, happens at the best time, just before the walk tomorrow. So yes. everything happens for a reason, doesn't it? It does. And you are welcome back anytime, Claire. I hope oh, you can join me again you, sometime. And thank you for all your support to us, all your retweets for Calm and everything. It means a lot to not just Lee and me, but all of us. It really does. And we really appreciate it. Because like you say, you know, you can't be here physically, but what you no. can do is support us in your own way. And we're really grateful for that. And I thank you really, really so, so much. Well, you're welcome, Claire. And I uh, just want to mention one final time before we go, the walk for Calm, London Calling Calm, Sunday, 12.30 p.m. They leave from Stamford Bridge to Craven Cottage. If you're interested, just go down there and walk with my friends. Okay. Well, Thanks. that's going to – you're welcome. That's going to do it for this episode of Cottage Talk. For my guest – Claire Parrish. I'm Russ Coleman. Thank you as always for listening to Cottage Talk. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.